Hello, Money Multipliers, and welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. Today, I'm joined here yet again with my colleague, my friend, uh, Jonah Dew. So, Mr. Jonah, what's happening today? Not much this morning, getting ready to uh, talk about an exciting topic, so that's fun. And uh, it's a little hectic in my house. I, I was telling you before we, we started recording, I've got uh, some cousins. I got four. Well, I guess they're my nieces and nephews, but they're my kids' cousins. Uh, and they're all uh, under the age of 12. So we've got six kids in the house under the age of 12 right now. And uh, two aunts as well came to the house. And so my house is a little hectic. But uh, other than that, we're doing good. So, <laughs> so uh, it's it's been fun hanging out with everybody and having them in town. What about you? How was your weekend? How was the last few days for you? It was good. I actually, so I was um, down south. I was in Fort Lauderdale on Saturday and I met a lot of folks. I, I love meeting y'all in person. Th- those are my favorite events is teaching to you live. You know, you can really feel the energy in the room and uh, you, you get the audience to talk back to you and you get to really be personalized with those people. But um, but anyway, so, so that's what I was kind of up to this weekend. Um, but actually, Jonah, since you're bringing that up, because I know you've had family in town for a little bit, is it okay if I share with you this funny meme that I found on Facebook? Do it. <laughs> it says, I love the smell of no kids in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, fully resonate with that currently. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we definitely had a, uh, a bathroom issue with one of the kids, which required a, a little bit of steam cleaning and uh, some other stuff. So it, it's, it can be hectic. Uh, I'm sure all those out there with kids know, know what I'm talking about. It can be a little hectic. That's right. And I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. It's just me, my, my solo self and my kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it'll be fun. I think my dog is like getting the most love he's ever got, she's ever gotten. And so like every time I see her, she's like just asking to go outside or something. She's like, get me out of here. They won't leave me alone. <laughs> So that <laughs> That's is good. Fun. So, Why, man, I oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, let, let's hop into it. So, really, I, I the topic that I want to talk about because really, I reached out to our community. We have a Facebook group, and I, I just posted in there. I said, "Hey, what uh, we're doing weekly podcasts? What are some of the topics that y'all want to talk about or hear more about?" And so, one topic that came up is you know qualified plans. You know those four hundred one ks, those IRAs. Uh, when is it appropriate to use those vehicles? Why do I not want to? use those vehicles and how does it differ to this infinite banking infinite banking concept so i don't know i will let's start kind of start here jonah Let's start and talk about the why behind it first. Why are people putting money away inside of these retirement accounts? Um, I'll have you answer that. Sure. Uh, so one of the reasons I actually had this conversation with a young lady just yesterday. She actually called on, on the phone. She was on my line. She was interested in getting started with infinite banking for the very first time. She says, Jonah, are you a licensed financial planner? Because I've got some questions around retirement accounts. And I said, okay, that, that's awesome. I'm not a licensed financial planner. Uh, so I really, I'm not going to give you advice or anything there, but we, what we can do and what I do know very well is infinite banking. So I can tell you what I'm doing in infinite banking, what other people are doing in infinite banking, and you can kind of make your own decision from there. And she had this same question. 
this exact same question. She said, I had put a significant amount of money in my retirement accounts and plans, and I've actually lost a significant amount of money over the last like one or two years, she had said. Uh, just forgive me, I don't remember exactly if it was one or two years, but I, I believe the number was to the tune of like $80,000 that she was down or had lost in those plans. And so uh, I actually posed this question that you're asking me to her. I said, okay, no problem. I'm not trying to burst your bubble or anything, but if, but if you don't mind me asking, why are you putting your money there? Like what's, what's your reasoning behind it? And I kid you not, yesterday on the phone, probably like 2 p.m. in the afternoon, she had no answer, none. It was kind of like, uh, uh, I don't, um, well, uh, uh, you know? And so mm-hmm. uh, I love the fact that you're asking me this question. I would step out on a limb here and just say that most people are putting their money in qualified plans realistically just because they were told to do so. Mm-hmm. Because the system, the world, the, their colleagues, their friends, their coworkers, HR from work says that you should, and so they do. Right. That's right. It says that they should. And so they do. Um, Again, there are some folks. uh, There's always going to be people on either end of the spectrum. Right. People who know exactly what they're doing, take full advantage. They're 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 competent. They're paying attention. Right. And then, of course, there's going to be people on the other end who are who like aren't even doing it or they've like never looked at anything, you know. But I think the vast majority of people who contribute to these plans just do it because that's what they've been told is the right answer. That's what Mm -hmm. they've been told is the right answer. What do you think about that? No, that's good. And really the purpose behind it is that folks are putting away dollars because, you know, they're in their working years right now. They want to retire someday. They want to live comfortably. They've been working all this life. And now once they reach age 65, 60, 70, whatever age you want to retire, they want to just live comfortably and live off of that money. In my humble opinion, I don't believe in the word retirement because once you hit retirement, in my opinion, that means that you've stopped serving God's children, but just my humble opinion. So I, I, I'm in my personal opinion, I'm going to keep uh, doing this and teaching this till I'm uh, can't walk and can't talk no longer. <laughs> but, but really, I mean, so, so then it kind of gets into the, the world of, well, can I use my infinite banking policy for retirement? Uh, what, what's going to happen when I'm age 65 with my policy and I'm not working anymore? What happens then? So what we'll dive into it here. Uh, deeper uh, in here in a second. But I guess one thing that I want to talk about is like qualified money versus non-qualified money and kind of what that means. And I really kind of want to break down what's going on in these traditional 401ks, these IRAs, etc. Because just like how you said, right, Jonah, everybody's doing this because they're just following the masses. It's what we've been taught that's going to be good for us because in the later years, I want to have this money so that I can retire. But just like you said, I don't know if folks are checking on their 401ks or those uh, qualified plans because here since that COVID time, I've had a few folks call me up and they've lost well over $100,000 in those plans because it's all based on what the markets are doing. And we've been seeing what the markets are doing during these times right now. And oh, hello, there is a recession coming. FYI, if you haven't been hearing about that. So, so, so let's kind of dive into that. I guess, so Jonah, my question to you, what's the difference between qualified and non-qualified? 
Great question. So qualified plans or qualified money is, is, is when you put dollars into a plan program or system that's government sponsored and you actually receive tax deferred, uh, compensation or tax deferred benefits for doing so. Non-qualified plans, non-qualified dollars, I really should say, is just using after-tax dollars. So after-tax meaning that you've paid income tax on those dollars. After-tax dollars to fund whatever plan, program, whatever. Uh, and in most cases, when you're doing qualified plans, uh, they're normally uh, corporate or company-sponsored. And so your company or, or organization is going to get some sort of tax benefit as well. But of course, if it's a non qualified plan. Uh, it's it uh, it's when it's after tax dollars. So of course, there's no like tax compensation for things like that. So so basically, what you're saying is, uh, what I'm saying is, if it's qualified, it's because it's government sponsored. A lot of times the government sponsored plans are going to have uh, a name that lets you know it's government sponsored, right? Because it's going to refer to some uh, some place in the tax code. So these are names uh, that you've all heard of before, like 401k, 403b, 457, uh, you know, 529. It, these are not uh, unique names. It's not like somebody is like, oh, this number is going to be perfect for this plan. It's actually <laughs> just telling you what section of the tax code that this plan refers to where you can get this deferred taxation or compensation or whatever it might be. So that's the difference between a qualified plan and a non-qualified plan. So of course, I'll kind of skip to the punchline here, right? Infinite banking policies, privatized banking policies are non-qualified plans. They're not government sponsored, which means you have to put after-tax dollars into these plans as opposed to pre-tax dollars. So that's actually one of the other things that we wanted to touch on here, Trish, a second. And I'll ask you this question, Hannah. What what do you think happens if you can get pre-tax dollars into these plans? Are the taxes just going away? Are they just gone forever? Like, like where, talk to us about taxes. If I'm putting pre-tax dollars into a qualified plan, what 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 happens to the taxes then? That's right. That's right. If I'm if I'm have this money and pre-tax environment. The answer is no. I, I know what the listeners are thinking right now. That they're thinking, well, I can take my 401k money and I can just roll it over into my infinite banking policy. The answer is no, because we get that question all the time. Because what's going on? I guess maybe l- let me start here. I want to ask three questions. Uh, I'll ask them to you, Jonas, since uh, you're here with me. Are taxes going to go up or are they going to go down? Uh, well, traditionally they go up, but I can't say that for certain. Um, but traditionally they go up. How's that answer? That's good. That's good. And in my personal opinion, right? I mean, our current president, he campaigned on taxes going up or being taxed on more stuff. So really, I mean, it's no secret that taxes are going to go up. And, and when we want to go pay that tax, do we want to pay it on the large, on the large amount, the harvest or the small amount, the seed? Well, if I had an option, I would choose the seed, the smaller amount, because the harvest obviously can be so much bigger. So if I had an option, I'd pick seed. That's right. I would want to pay tax on the seed as well. And another question, are dollars worth more today or worth more in the future? 
Oh, I know this one. I know this one for sure. Uh, the reason I know this is because my mom used to always tell me about how she could take like a nickel down to the store and get all this candy. And I love candy. Like growing up, I, I used to always love candy. And I always used to think to myself, a nickel, I got to get a dollar and I'm getting one thing from the dollar store. And so that tells me that dollars are actually worth more today. They're, they're getting weaker as time moves on. That's right. That's right. And I agree with all three of those answers. But here's what you folks are doing. You are totally violating all three of those answers by putting your money into that 401k, that IRA, that government sponsored plan. Because what you're doing is you're putting away good dollars today to be paid back with weaker dollars in the future. And when you got to go in and you want to take out that money, you got to wait till age 59 and a half to avoid the penalty, right? Avoid that 10% penalty. But even after you go in there after age 59 and a half and you want to take that money out, you got to pay tax on that money and you're paying tax on the large amount, the harvest. And what do we say? Are taxes going to go up or are they going to go down? Right? So, so just to kind of get you in geared and thinking about what's going on and why you're doing that with your money. It sounds kind of crappy when I put it that way, but but it's just all what we've been taught to do. So that's the difference. Inside of the policy, my honestly, my one of my favorite things is is that I'm I'm putting in after-tax dollars inside of this environment where now it's growing for me tax-free. That's tax-free growth. And then when I want to go and take out the money, still again, that's all tax-free to me. And when I pass away, because I'm guaranteed to die, right? When I pass away, I have a death benefit now that gets paid out to my beneficiaries. I don't think any of your 401ks or IRAs have that death benefit as well. So, so just to kind of get you in geared into thinking about what you're doing with your money and as to why. Now, not everybody goes in right away, though, and closes out or, or does anything with their 401k or their IRA, right? They, they kind of just test out the waters of this infinite banking concept first, and then they come to the decision if they want to close that out or not. Real life example, then I'll throw it back to you, Jonah, is, is that my mom, when, when we first got introduced and involved in this concept, it was back in 2008, and my mom had a 401k at that time. And and actually, she did not close out that 401k after two years of starting infinite banking because she just had to get her mind wrapped around it. She had to just understand what was going on. And then when she truly saw the whole picture there, she was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know why I'm putting all my money in this stupid account. I'm just going to go and take the hit right now, take out that cash, and I'm going to go put that money into my infinite banking policy. Now, I'm not here to tell everybody to do that. I'm just telling you from a real life experience what happened in my family. I love it. One of the things that I had mentioned to the uh, young lady even yesterday who asked me this question was I just kind of, she, she now, now granted, she was very familiar with infinite banking when she called and she was on my line, which is very helpful for a lot of times you can really get them to understand. And again, she asked this exact same question, like, what are your thoughts here? I, I kind of really need some help. And, and I kind of did the same thing that you did. And I said, listen, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but let me give you some like highlights, benefits 
of the infinite banking system. And you tell me if you've got that same highlighter benefit or if it's important to you even with your qualified plan. And again, we were specifically talking about retirement. So this is the 401k, the 403b, the 457, the, the IRA. So I'll ask those same type of questions to you. So here's, here's what I said. I said, well, you know, in an infinite banking policy, you've got 100% principal protection. What you put in the policies protected. It's growing. It's not going anywhere. And I said, do you have that or is that important to you in your qualified plans? Hannah, what, what do you think about qualified plans? Do they have principal protection? No. Nope. What you put in there. Nothing? No guarantees. Okay. It's, it's, okay, it's, no only, it's only one guarantee. It's guaranteed to never go below zero. But how exciting and fun would that be if that actually okay. happened? That would be that would suck, right? Okay, so so growth. Let's talk about growth. So so you're saying no guarantees. So but at least it'll grow, right? They're telling us to put our money in there because it'll grow. Is it is it guaranteed to at least grow over there in the qualified plans? No. Nope. Nothing, right? And and of course in your policy, absolutely, it's guaranteed to grow, right? Okay. Um. What about this? Uh. In in your infinite banking policy, you've got tax deferred growth right? Tax deferred growth. What about in these retirement accounts? Any, any tax deferred growth? Yes. Okay. So we've got tax deferred growth, right? So we're one for one. Finally, we're like, we're doing good. Uh, I said this exact same thing to her. She was like, oh yeah, tax deferred growth. We, we love that. But again, that tax deferred growth, people get that confused with tax free growth, right? Tax deferred growth means you've got to go and pay those taxes at a later date at a later date. Inside your infinite banking system, when we talk about tax-free growth, it's all that cash value you can take out of your policy tax-free. The death benefit when you pass or when your beneficiaries get the money, that's tax-free. And even if you decide to exercise some of our retirement options that we normally coach people to exercise, you can take out withdrawals equal to your cost basis, which means you can basically take out everything you've put in come retirement time, also tax-free. So, so that would be a tax-free withdrawal that your infinite banking system has. What about those qualified plans? Tax-free withdrawals, Hannah? That's no, that's not. Nope. Going on. Nothing, right? How crazy. Okay. What about um, protection from creditors? What if you're getting sued or <laughs> or somebody's coming after you with liens? Uh, of course, in the infinite banking world, you've got protection from creditors uh, in most states. Each state's a tad different, but in most states, you've got protection from creditors. What about those qualified plans? Any protection from creditors? Nope. Nothing. Okay. Well, we were one for one a little earlier, right? They, we had some deferred growth, but now the infinite banking plan and policies got like five or six things up on these qualified plans. Okay. What about, um, what about unlimited contributions? What about, I want to put in every stinking dollar I can to these qualified plans. So that way they'll, they might perform better if I get in more money. What about unlimited contributions? Nope. Answers. Nothing, no. huh? There's still limits over there. That's interesting. Okay. Hmm. What about, um, like, a like a guaranteed income, like at least maybe if I take it out earlier, maybe come retirement, maybe I'll at least have guaranteed like money and income where, where even they could put it on paper for me up front. So I could kind of look and see how much guaranteed income I'd have each, each year. Anything like that over there? Nope. 
Nothing, right? So uh, I hope you guys are getting the picture at home. And I've got even more things that I could go through and, and talk to you about. All of these things are available inside your infinite banking policy, whereas almost none of them basically are going to be available in these qualified plans. I love when people say that they use qualified plans, but they're saving for retirement. And then I have to let them know, just remind them, no, 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 you're not saving for retirement. You're investing for retirement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you thought it was saving. I know they tricked you to think it was saving, but that's not what you're doing. You're investing for retirement. Is that really what you want to be doing? Same question I asked the young lady yesterday. After we talked through a few of those things, I said, which ones are important to you? She kind of listed them out. Is that really where you want to be putting your money if those things are important to you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and she was able to come kind of to the decision herself, right? As opposed to me saying, oh, you know, I don't personally do it. I would never recommend it. No one I talk to does it, right? It's, it's more of getting someone to understand just the power of what you've got in, in banking as opposed to where you're traditionally taught, told, and coached to put your dollars. Perfect. And that's actually very good, Jonah, because I agree, there's no silver bullet out there that's going to fit each, every specific individual need. And and so so I, that's what I really value and, and like that you did in that conversation is that you just asked her questions and you just had her make that informed decision based on that open conversation of the questions that you're asking. So no, that, that was perfect. Yeah, a lot of times, um, even if I don't go through all the questions, just for you guys watching at home and you're really thinking about it, like, oh, goodness, maybe I should rethink where I'm putting some of this money. Just a lot of times there's really two things that are that are very important that I kind of ask. The first one, Hannah, you touched on earlier. I say, OK, let's say you put you put money in your 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 qualified plan. Let's even say your company's giving you a match, which is why you, you want to put more money in that qualified plan. But my question to you is, what happens if you pass away? Does your family, friends, church, charity get the money? Right. Do they get the money? Do they get what it would have grown to? Do they do they get anything? And of course, people go, you know, no, or I don't know, right? Because that's the answer. And the second thing is this, which is very important. I normally say, listen, when you start started or are starting your infinite banking policy, did you not get a policy illustration in your email inbox or sent to your house that has guaranteed growth and numbers on it? So go ahead and go find that document from your 401k that you got, because I'm sure you got one as well, right? You've put so much money in there. And they go, oh, you know, no, I haven't seen that document before because it doesn't exist, right? There's not guaranteed growth over there. You can lose it all. And once a, a lot of times with just even those two questions, a lot of times folks come to the understanding like, what, what in the world? Why in the world am I putting the money in those qualified plans, right? And, right? and again, that's the question that we want to ask you. Why are you actually doing it? And if you actually want a lot of the benefits of saving up the money and being able to use it later, you would not choose those plans. Those plans don't actually give it to you. And so uh, that's kind of what our, our episode's all about today. Just qualified plans versus the infinite banking concept. Wait, I just, I just uh, thought of another one. We didn't even touch on this one. Control. Who controls oh. the account? Is it you or somebody else? 
I agree. I agree. A lot of people put their their money into these plans and they pick like from three options that are again pre-selected for them. It's like low risk, moderate risk and high risk, right? And you've got like do you want to put it in a bunch of these funds or this company or whatever and that's that's basically all you can pick and then most people like just leave it there. And then they check on it once a quarter or once every six months when the statement shows up and they just kind of look at it and that's it. And meanwhile, they let so much money be funneled into there. That's right. Knowing that anytime something happens, right, we just went through like the craziest last two, three years probably in of our lifetime, right, with COVID and everything. And yeah. people lost so much money and we're still seeing folks contributing into these plans. It doesn't really make a bunch of sense to me personally. Um, and so really, I'd, I'd, I'd task the audience with that question. If you are contri- contributing dollars into these plans and you think that you've got the best reason ever for doing it, then put a comment on the video or send a link or send a text or send an email. Uh, I'd love to know why you think you've got so much control and all these features of this plan. And of course, I'll take the time. It's not to uh, come come at you with, I think my idea is better, but I'll take the time to kind of point out uh, what you're saying, why it might be true or, or not true. And then the infinite banking process and what's different about that. And now it makes a little more sense, in my opinion. So we'll have an open dialogue if that's you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, anyways, I think that concludes our episode for today. So talking about qualified, non-qualified money, taxes, right? Because taxes, y'all, taxes are, are, are our largest eroder of wealth, especially you folks over there up in New York and California. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So, all right. Well, I hope this was uh, helpful. And let, let's talk about the events that's coming up. So, right, I just got back from Fort Lauderdale uh, this week. Um, I'm heading down to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, to be specific, it's actually Gilbert, Arizona, right right around the Mesa Chandler area, uh, July 28th. So come out, come see me, send me an email, shoot me a text message. I'll be out there. And the following day, July um, 29th and 30th will be up in Buffalo, New York. Uh, Mr. Chris Noggle, he's putting on a two-day money school event. So all you folks out there who are attending, I'll see you out in Buffalo. Jonah, you got anything going on? Sure do. July 31st. So that's actually a Sunday afternoon. The Banking Bros, myself and Jeremiah do, my brother, are live in action in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're around this area, again, same same rules apply. Shoot a text over, an email if you're interested in coming out and um, and uh, hearing from us and talking to us, asking us those specific personalized questions, uh, please come out. And uh, obviously that's the last day of the month, July 31st. So those are our July events. We are putting together the list of the August events for those of you who need a little bit more time to plan and decide if you can make it, get off work or have somebody babysit the kids. Believe me, I understand that with all the kids in the house, right? So uh, uh, if that's you, we're putting together that list as well. And we'll come uh, prepared on the next few episodes to chat about what is happening as we move together. But we actually do get to hang out uh, in August a little bit. Uh, I forget the dates, Hannah. Is it is it like the 20th that week or so? That's right. The, the 21st to the 26th. We'll be together up in Indy. 
Yeah, we sure will. So we'll actually have lots of content. Uh, we'll probably do podcast episode, maybe even live, maybe video cast, right? So you can see our, our fun faces as we record. We even have some special guests. Uh, we'll be putting together some content for the YouTubes and the social medias and stuff like that. So it'll be super fun. And, um, and, uh, and so that's actually happening next month as well. So just be prepared for more personalized and new content coming at you very, very soon. Good, good. And um, actually, so one resource I want to give the listeners today, uh, because we are over here talking about qualified plans, go check out this book, y'all. It's called the 501k plan, 501k plan. And it was written by a gentleman by the name of Ted Benna, B-E-N-N-A. You know who Ted Benna is? Ted Benna is the inventor of the 401k. Inside of that book, he tells us that he does not keep any money in this 401k because he's designed this thing and it's not doing what he intentionally wanted it to do. And so now he's putting all of his money into a 501k plan. You know what a 501k plan is? And and in that book, he tells us he keeps 75% of his net worth inside of there. What is a 501k plan? Well, it's, it's a specifically engineered whole life insurance policy with a mutual company company that pays dividends. So go check Surprise. it out. <laughs> Surprise. The inventor of the 401k said, yeah, I stopped using that. And now I use infinite banking policies. And again, he came up with a clever name calling it the 501k, right? So yeah, that's a great, that's a great resource. Anyway, thanks so guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. Your host today was Hannah Kessler, joined by Jonah Dew, one of the banking bros. And we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. See ya.